This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello, my queens. I can't wait to bring you today's podcast episode with the incredible Debbie Lee. Before we jump into that, I did want to let you know that I will be revealing the Gymshark Voucher giveaway winner at the end of this podcast. So make sure you hang around for that. I also just want to say a massive thank you for all of your support. Please, if you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, give it a five-star rating. It all means the absolute world to me. All right, let's get into the podcast interview. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. On today's podcast episode, I have the incredible Debbie Lee. Debbie is a Girl Fit Method family member. And this is your this is your first podcast you've ever been on? This is my first podcast, yes. I'm popping your podcast, Terry. How are you feeling, Debbie? <laughs> I'm excited and honored to be on the podcast. Uh, it's an absolute honor to have you. Now, whereabouts are you from? Like, where are you located now? So right now I'm based in New York. My family's from Colorado, so I go back and forth, but I'm in dental school right now. Okay. And how far along are you? I have two more years, unfortunately. Oh, I don't, look, I've hats off to you because I've had some issues with my teeth and I thought the dentist is that kind of profession where like you think about what they do and you think oh that would be a tough job but when you have tooth pain or you need something fixed you are so thankful that those people are around because my goodness having issues with your teeth is like literally I feel the worst pain you can have ever No, I agree. I think so too especially because it affects everything that you do eat speak sleep everything. I agree. And it's just like the pain is just horrendous. Anyway, so thank you. You're doing God's work. <laughs> and two two years and that'll fly. I'm absolutely sure. So got you on the podcast today because I want to talk about your journey, your transformation, not only physically, but also mentally and how much your life has changed really over the past probably six months, I'd say. Yeah, um, only six- yeah it hasn't been long, but there's been massive amounts of changes. So I'm going to take it back. I want to take it back to when I guess you first became aware of your body. That's usually the first place I think we start to think about exercise. We start to think about food, unless it was earlier than that for you. Is there a pivotal time in your life where you kind of thought, oh, like you became aware of the way that your body looked and potentially became not insecure about it, but just sort of to have potentially negative thoughts at all? I feel like in maybe even fifth grade as a child, I just kind of understood like a woman's body in general. I'm like, oh, like I'm a female and if I eat a lot of food, I gain weight or things change and it nothing immediately happens then. And as a kid, I was pretty active. And so it was just kind of like a part of life. I was like, oh, I'm aware of my body. I'm aware that like some girls are really tiny and other ones are bigger. And I was like generally small for most of my life and pretty active. But as I got into like high school and when it became more important and especially with like boys and like even friends that no one ever explicitly said anything, but there was just so much comparison in your head. And even if 
no, like people aren't saying things explicitly to you. You kind of think to yourself, you're like, oh, I would like to be smaller. I'd like to look more like this person or, oh, she must love her body so much because she looks like this or has that or has this. And I think that being in sports helped it not to be as big of an issue. But I think when I got to college and stopped doing sports and things like that, then it was kind of in my own hands, whether I wanted to like work out or how I wanted to go about exercise and fitness. Yeah. So it sounds like it was pretty, pretty much the normal society expectations you started to feel at the normal age, which I think majority of us feel. Did you have any kind of family pressure or cultural pressure at all? I think a big part of it culturally, at least for, so I'm Korean and both of my parents are immigrants and with our grandparents, like eating a lot is, especially when you're young is seen as a really positive thing, which is great. But then at the same time, it's a very blunt culture. So if, you know, they've seen that, that you've gained weight, they won't explicitly be like, oh, you look fat, but it would be like, oh, you're eating well is like the direct <laughs> translation. And it's yeah. funny because it means it feels more hurtful, I think, in our context and culture. But I think growing up here, for me, I was like, oh, like becoming aware of, oh, people notice that I'm not teeny tiny anymore or that my body has changed. And I think it's difficult navigating that with, oh, we want you to eat. We want you to eat more. Like being too skinny is not good. But then also at the same time, oh, you've gained weight and we've all noticed. And so it's just kind of a tough spot to navigate. Isn't it funny how like girls, and I wouldn't even say women, it's like girls' bodies are always a discuss discussion topic. Always. Like it's 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 really not a big deal, or it's no, it shouldn't be in the forefront of anyone's mind. But it just seems that it's almost across cultures that a woman's body is always discussed, even from a young age. And that is what really I think sets a lot of women up and girls up for becoming hyper aware of the way that their body looks is because it's always open for discussion. It's always viewed. It's always looked at. And that is a message that's sort of sent to us subconsciously that, oh, okay, like I need to become aware of this, which is really unfortunate. I don't really feel like that's the case with men or with boys growing up, but for women and for girls, I shouldn't say women, I should say young girls growing up. It always is. You know, even when we compliment a girl, a young girl, it's always like, oh, she's so beautiful. You look gorgeous. Um, and a boy doesn't really get that but he might say like oh he's handsome but it's like wow like you know I always think about the compliments I give Sonny and you know he'll be like mom look how fast I can run I go wow like you know you're so fast where I've got like a niece and even me subconsciously I just go to say you know like Eleanor your dress looks beautiful you look so beautiful in that and I think why do I do that and it's just the way that we're conditioned and it can be completely um, you know, it, it's we're not going into it with any kind of malice. It's almost ingrained in our brain, unfortunately. But it can really turn into us becoming more hyper aware of the way that we look and how body uh, people perceive our body. Okay, cool. So go into high school, kind of become aware of that. Let's say you finish high school. When did your like? When did you actually start exercising for, for change to, to, to kind of change the look of your body it sounds like you enjoyed sport and movement but when did it become more of a tool for you to be able to change your body and I guess in conjunction with that would come nutrition dieting things like that yeah so with exercise working out things like that it became more 
you know, aesthetically oriented, I'd say definitely in college, there was a little bit in high school, I like got into tracking, but then I was like, Oh, this is kind of a lot of work. I don't really like it. I'm kind of glad I fell out of it, to be honest, because I think it would have been really difficult in high school and potentially more harmful, but got to college. And then I did, you know, start tracking, counting, weighing, doing all of that. But with working out, I think the pivotal point was I realized I wasn't going to have structured exercise time anymore. And so I think trying to figure out a way to do it myself, but then at the same time thinking, oh, like before I wasn't as aesthetically conscious, but now I have the freedom and time to attempt to be. But then I also think that turned into a little bit of an unhealthy cyclic relationship I had with like food and exercise and just going through all these different phases and being absolutely just like exhausted at each end of the phase and then kind of like going back and forth. But with that, there was a point where I was severely under eating for a really long time. And then I got really tired of it, then just kind of trashed everything, didn't work out, did nothing because I was just so tired. And I feel like that was about a year and a little bit into the pandemic as well. And then slowly got back into exercise, but still didn't have the proper habits to make it sustainable. We're really respecting the natural cycles of my body. Cause I mean, I've spoken about this uh, with Vanessa, but just the program has helped so much in understanding the natural fluctuations of my body or just respecting of if you eat, you know, certain foods, like your body's just going to react differently, but you're so resilient. And in that you'll just kind of moderate. And I think allowing myself to see the moderation with my body wasn't something that I had done in the past. It was always like, oh, I ate like a slice of pizza. And now I weigh like two more pounds and like, oh my God, I can never eat pizza again. But I think that over time, well, honestly, the program really has helped me understand. I'm like, it's not that like one-to-one ratio. It's not like that at all. Um, So it's been really great. That's so awesome. And yeah, big shout out to coach Vanessa, who's done an amazing job in coaching you. She's just like an absolute superstar. And it is true. Like, it's funny you say that because I resonate with that too. So when I was on my own journey, it was almost like you get into this panic where you feel like you've stuffed up or you've made a bad decision. And then if we, you know, we talk about scale weight, right, and how volatile that is, you would always, when you ate something you felt was bad, would jump on the scale, see it increase, probably because it was higher in sodium, right? So it's reinforcing this, oh, my goodness, I can't believe I've done this. I've ruined, I've ruined things. You go back to these extreme methods where when you can almost take a deep breath, I kind of feel like grabbing girls, and maybe you felt like this too, grabbing them by the shoulders and going, breathe with me. Let's take a deep breath in, hold the breath, release the breath. Now let's zoom out from this moment right here and have a look at the big picture. Now, when like you're wanting to achieve any kind of goal, first of all, we have to understand, like, as you would know, you can't do anything perfectly. And when I say perfectly, you know, you're never going to stick to your calories 100% of the time, every single day for the rest of your life. You don't actually need to. But what we do is we zoom out and we look at, okay, well, overall, where are we heading? Like, what's the trajectory that we're heading in? Now, if we have like a piece of pizza and we weigh two kilos heavier the next day, and that's purely because of the sodium intake in there, imagine if we just went, you know what? All right, awesome. I feel really satisfied. I really enjoyed myself last night. I ate foods I don't usually eat. And I almost feel like getting back into routine now. I've like kind of enjoyed that and I'm happy to go back to what I know is going to get me closer towards that goal. Then you're going to be heading, going to be heading towards that direction that you're wanting to go to. But the issue is, is I think, and I found this, I'm not sure if you did, is that 
you would get into this mindset where you thought you ate something bad, you'd go back to really restricting and mentally really beating yourself up, which then means, well, how can I sustain this? Like how much longer can I live this way, not allowing myself to live? Not only that, really mentally punishing myself for this until you go, screw it, like stuff it. I can't do this anymore. You end up overeating or you binge or you go off your quote unquote diet altogether And then you're back at square one. You feel like you failed. (laughs) It's like, okay, let's get back on the horse. And it's just this vicious cycle. So I think zooming out is just so important. That really sounds like something that you've been able to grasp um, that's really helped you along your journey. Definitely. Yeah. The program has been great about that. I think that I've never allowed myself like enough time of, I think, tracking my food and weight to realize that like, oh, eventually everything just really moderates. I'm like, I could, you know, go like out of my normal routine, even for like maybe five days at a time. And really it's never like permanent damage puts around that, you know, very lightly, but it's your body's so resilient. And also in the same time, like there are so many changes to it just based on the content of the food that I before was like, oh, it's surely fat. Like I just gained two pounds in like one day. And I'm like, oh my God, this is why I could never, you know, eat X, Y, Z. But then that's so exhausting. And also just such an unfortunate way to live because I remember at a point I would like go out with friends or before I'd go out with friends, I'd be, I would be doing so much cardio and tell myself, I'm like, oh yeah, like I can do that. I can enjoy it, but I have to run before or after. Mm -hmm. And it was just absolutely depleting. And then it felt like, well, is it even worth it? And just the whole idea of trying to like earn your food was never a sustainable practice. No, no, that's a horrible one as well. And it's actually completely pointless. It doesn't, your body doesn't work like that. And it's exactly what you said. It all evens out. Like, and this is where it all comes down to your mindset. And I say this all the time and girls are like, yeah, yeah, they don't really want to focus on that. But the truth is, is that if you quote unquote, let's just say, you know, you're in a dieting phase, you go over your calories, your body is so clever, right? So let's just say you go over your calories one night, but you are in a good, healthy mindset where you accept that and you go, you know what? I really enjoyed it. I went out with friends. I enjoyed my evening. I'm going to get back to doing things, getting back to my old routine, because I know that's what's going to get me towards my goal. That is going to make no impact whatsoever. It is when we get into this mindset of almost desperation where we go oh my goodness I can't believe I have done this that we get ourselves into trouble the beautiful thing is is that your body when it gets additional calories even let's just say you go over your calories it knows that and it wants to use it you know so why don't we go all right well we've had this night of overeating awesome I'm going to get back on track and I bet you this week I'm going to have some great workouts because my body's gotten some extra fuel and the body's incredible like that um but ultimately it comes down to really understanding. And like you were saying, having that knowledge. And I think this is where having a coach and having accountability in that person to reinforce the truth, because we can sometimes tell ourselves a narrative that isn't true. We go, we default into what we've always thought, which for you, Debbie was like, and for me as well in my journey was, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've done that. I'm going to gain weight. Right. And then if you have another voice outside of your own head telling you, hold on, hold on, that's not how it works. Remember this. Like remember the actual science of it that you can really calm yourself and go, okay, that's right. To get to the point where you kind of maybe sometimes don't need that person because now you've been able to, uh, you've been able to create new uh, thoughts and beliefs around food and exercise 
that you know are going to replace those really toxic ones that were prior. Um, okay, so what I want to know from you is throughout your journey, so you've had all of these changes, was there like a light bulb moment for you where you thought, ah, like this is what really flicked the switch for me in really healing my relationship with food and exercise and looking at it in a sustainable way? I think just over the time looking at my progress, whether in the gym or even through the pictures, I was realizing I was like, oh, if I just like let my body do its thing essentially and like take care of it. That's that's actually another thing that I realized I wasn't doing that I was so consumed with like counting calories and then like only really protein, which I do think is important, obviously, in like building muscle, but then also recognizing the importance of like all the other food groups mm-hmm. and just vitamins, minerals, et cetera, and things like that. But when you take care of your body, like it will work properly. And that sounds so simple, but there was a moment where I was like, you know, uh, preparing like what I was going to eat for the week and whatnot and making sure I was like, okay, like a balance of all the different like macros in each of my meals. And then I realized I was like, oh, like I feel more energized. I don't feel like hungry all the time. And I'm not craving all these random things. And it was because I was just like actually taking care of myself. And that sounds so funny, but, and you know, it's like conceptually, I knew that like, yeah, just fuel your body and take care of yourself and your body will respond and you'll just be healthier all around. I'm like, yeah, of course that makes sense. But like actually doing it and having someone that like is keeping you accountable with that really helped me like see the results and like want to constantly do that and adhere to that. Cause I think it's so easy to be like, Oh, it's okay. Like as long as I, you know, hit my macros or I'm below my calories, like everything will be fine. But I'm like, it's a lot harder if you're not being conscientious of like, the quality of food or even just like enough fats as well. And like having snacks and just balancing it out versus just a one bottom line. But I think the whole like holistic approach really helped me realize I'm like, oh, that makes a world of a difference and makes it a lot easier to adhere to as well. Did you feel like prior you had always, like you were saying, you just focused on calories and protein that you would just look for lower calorie options for whatever you could eat that would keep you underneath your calorie limit and so you weren't really thinking about having a balanced diet? Def- yeah, definitely. I think I was like, oh, I could like maybe get away with, you know, like counting it all and being saying like, oh, I'll like have a protein shake that has, you know, X amount of grams of protein. So then I can free it up and just like eat random things that like yeah. won't be feel full or satisfied or really help me in any way, shape or form. But I just like would eat them and go from there. And I'm like, why did I do that? Like, it didn't make any sense. I'm like, oh, I was like, not explicitly trying to cut out food groups, but it was just like easier to like eat certain things and like, yeah, pick and choose versus taking care of myself. Well, I think when we get into that dieting mindset, we just automatically think certain foods are off limits. And that's usually because we can't always fit in those foods into the day, right? So like, when you understand nutrition, you're so right. Like it is true. You feel, you feel your body adequately and your body responds really well. And it does sound, it sounds so simple, but I think so many of us don't do that. We yeah. just look at, okay, how can we lose weight? How can we eat as little as we possibly can? That's always the goal usually. And so what's that going to do? That's going to rule out a lot of foods that maybe don't provide protein, but they provide micronutrients that are going to provide us with more energy and actually make us feel good and healthy. But we discard those because for us, our main goal is always weight loss, smaller, 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 losing weight. 
It's not looking at things like you were saying holistically because you respect your body and you want to feel good, which in turn by doing that actually gets you those results, which is the funny thing. (laughs) It's that's like, that's actually like how you get there. But we women get stuck in this mindset where it's like, no, no, no. Like, all right, what low fat options can we take? How can we cut calories from here? And then that's how we become super neurotic about food because we're malnourished. Our body needs more food. Our body needs different micronutrients and a range of different foods. And that can really affect the way that you think about food as well, which is then counterproductive to that fat loss too. Um, It's just so good to hear that that, there's that shift for you because I can see and from what I'm hearing, like this is long-term, like these are massive changes that are going to stick with you for the rest of your life. And it is something that you can stick with long-term. What I would love to hear from you is I suppose if someone is in your position, you know, I always think I'm so intrigued when people and our girls start with us initially, there's always fears and um, I guess we can not be 100% sure about making a change and that's because we sometimes have to give over control. I'd love to know when you first started with us, what was your biggest fear? And then maybe we can take it from there because I've got another question to ask you. I think my biggest fear was, so I was chronically under eating before I started the program and I was really going back and forth. I'm like, well, there's clearly something wrong. I'm like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Like I don't want to have a family and then, you know, or a child and seeing their mother, like not eat food. I'm like, that doesn't sound like a healthy relationship. So I think part of it was like kind of a fear of Learning to eat more, I think, was a big thing and feeling like I was going to gain a ton of weight and none of my clothes were going to fit. That was a big thing for a really long time. I actually realized I haven't spoken about that in a while, but that was a huge issue for me because I love clothes and I love shopping. And sometimes it's like, well, I bought all these cute pants and they're not going to fit anymore. Or like just the idea of like trying something on and not fitting. And I think like trying to let go of that was really difficult, but that was a huge obstacle for me for even like deciding to even start the program because I was like well they're gonna make me not have this you know not not make better explicitly but kind of like knowing I'm like me getting better is probably potent or potentially gaining weight and I think that was a big fear for me um but then realizing I'm like I would rather not be going through cycles every, you know, couple months for the rest of my life because it gets so tiring. I was like, I just wanted to do something that was going to be sustainable and that I could do for the rest of my life reasonably. Yeah. I think, I think what I'm hearing there, and this is something I struggled with as well, is like the thought of the gaining weight thing is scary, but I think more than that, it's the it is the lack of control, but it's also losing your identity. I think the way that we view ourselves and the way that we're perceived can sometimes form the way uh, the way that we view ourselves and who we are as people. And by letting go of that, weight plays a massive role in that. Our size may, plays a massive role, even the way that your clothes fit do. And then changing that, then you are risking judgment from others or how you're going to be perceived from others as well. And that's really, really terrifying. What were you consuming before you came with us? And then uh, how high did we get your calories? Or how, how high did Coach Vanessa get them? Um, I actually don't know what my base was before I started. I just know it was like super low. Like some days I felt like I did not eat more than like a thousand calories. And yeah. it, I felt it as well. And I remember my mom was like, you're not okay. And I'm like, I'm fine. 
great. Everything's fine. doing great. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm awesome. And now we got them up to 2100. But right now we're, we're in a deficit, but that was at maintenance. So I'm like, that's so much more freedom. And even I got to points where I was like, I'm so full, but I know I should you know, try to get my last calories. So I just like drink milk at the end of the day. I'm like, I just need to round these out real quick. But no, Isn't it's not unreal. I bet yeah. you never would have imagined that ever. No, never. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. If you didn't take the risk initially, you would never have known. And that's the hardest thing. I spoke about this on my Instagram yesterday around the people that are successful in achieving their goals, just like you, Debbie. The, the number one main characteristic in that person is their relationship with fear and their ability to be able to step into uncomfortable situations because if you can never do that, you never know what your potential is. You never know what you can actually achieve. If you had stuck with what felt comfortable for you and you hadn't have taken that leap of faith, you would be in the same situation that you were in prior. And which is, you know, it's scary and I'm sure that you have throughout your journey times where you doubted yourself and you were fearful. But ultimately, now that you can zoom out and have a look, your life has completely changed and it's changed for the better. And that's purely because you did the courageous thing and you stepped out in fear, regardless of how you were feeling. And now we're here, which is so incredibly awesome. And we're so proud of you, so incredibly proud of you. And um, just to see you thriving, happier, healthier, is exactly what we want. So if anyone is listening and they're thinking, oh my gosh, like I'm feeling so scared about making a change, what's a piece of advice that you would want to give that person right now? I think that changing is not changing is worse and more work. So I think it's going to be hard in the beginning and there's going to be so many doubts and there's going to be points where you're eating more and your body just you almost feel uncomfortable and you're like, I don't know who this is anymore. But like on the other side, it's so much, it's just so worth it to feel free with food. I, I don't know um, if Vanessa had told you about this, but I remember there was a point where it was the first time I didn't feel like out of control around food. And it was because like, I was actually taking care of myself. And I think that feeling of like true freedom around food is something that you can't have if you're constantly trying to control it. And if you're afraid to like take that step to like eat more, to heal or to like actually take care of your body appropriately. Mm. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. That, that moment, I understand. I've had that moment too. It's when you realize that you are in control of your food choices and you no longer are controlled by food. That's true. For, for, that's a bit of a mouthful. That is true food freedom. And that's like, so incredibly freeing. Um, I love that. Yeah. And that's exactly what most women can achieve if they do the hard thing and they recognize that staying the same. It's like that saying, I'm not sure who said it, the pain, people make a change when the pain of staying the same outweighs the pain of change. That's the saying? It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Something like that. <laughs> but it's so true. It is so incredibly true. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Debbie. It was so good chatting with you. I'm so proud of you and so happy to hear how your life is transformed and it's only going to continue to improve year after year after year. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> My pleasure. All right, I am going to announce the Gymshark Voucher giveaway. So this month's winner is Kiki Core. Now, Kiki's Instagram account handle is K-I-K-I dot C-O. 
O and it looks like it is the number zero actually, R-E. If that is you, please send me a DM. I will be sending you a Gymshark voucher worth 100 USD. And remember, if you guys want to win that, all you need to do is leave a rating, leave a review, send a screenshot of it to me on Instagram, and you will go straight into the running. All right, my queens, have the best day ever. Big love, Coach Tash. Mm -hmm.